Hi, this is Russ Benson. I am a Liverpool supporter, and you're listening to Drunkard United Football Show. It's not y'all need Jesus. I was expecting y'all need Jesus. I, I, I was too. I was expecting a whole lot more there, but it's fitting now that they're top of the table and seemingly starting to separate. Now suddenly they're excited. Just wanted to bring in one little thought. You're not going to get to interject this time, Sammy. Sorry. Is that we keep talking about cotton. We forget the guy who says the word. I'm going in soft cotton. That's Pepper Johnson. Let's start the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Great day, the fucking gooner grab. Smoke of a lord. Looks great in shorts. Sam Grammy. Sam Graham. Hey, don't worry. We've got Jesus. It's the big man's birthday on Friday. Happy birthday, fella. (laughs) Sam, take it away. Hello and welcome to the Drunkard United Football Show. A completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two. Common American schmucks. I am your host, uh, Sam Houston. Across the way is... Uh, the Holy. The Holy. Sam Graham. Graham. Okay. Definitely <laughs> a holier than thou. Well, sh- <laughs> shit, clearly don't need me. Go ahead and take it away, killer. How you doing? <laughs> Not too bad, thanks. A little exciting. Had a very stressful day. Uh, uh, th- this lovely creative outlet that we've uh, made here is uh, is a welcome treat. Let's welcome say. treat. Good, because you know I'm about to shit on you for an entire hour <laughs> yeah. about how we beat you, right? Yeah, well, I am a uh, masochist, so... <laughs> I hear you. We're recording at Studio H, just outside the nation's capital, and you can check us out on all podcast platforms. Be sure to rate, subscribe, review, and share with the footballing Fred. Should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Sammy, tell the good people how they can get in touch. 100%. Uh, you can get in touch with us online at DU Football Show on all the social medias, or also online, uh, via email at dufootballshow at gmail.com. Never said that once before. I don't know why it got all tangled. He is all kinds of spunky and spicy tonight, isn't he, Producer Mel? Hi. <laughs> Thanks. That's a throw to you for you to say something about him being so spunky and spicy. I was playing with something on Facebook. I was trying to reply back to Taylor. Okay, very good. Well, then go. <laughs> you, you know what you can do then. Oh, no, I'm, I'm unmuted now, so hi. This isn't injury time. Hit the fucking mute oh, button. Darn. Uh, now, ironically, there are a few things that are uh, worth mentioning, Sam. First off... Okay. Like to uh, welcome the Kansas or Everton, Kansas is the uh, Twitter handle. Um, and that is not Taylor. Oh, sweet. And he's checking out the show. So, hello. Welcome. I never got your name when we were messaging. But, Taylor, if I was smarter, I would have Mel playing You Are Not Alone by Michael Jackson right now. <laughs> but you are not, in fact, alone. You have somebody in Kansas who is also an Everton supporter. Are you sure it's not Taylor pretending to be somebody else? Because, you know, he does that sometimes. Yeah, but he doesn't do it to me. Hey, you he only Grogu, does it to you guys. You leave Grogu alone, okay? <laughs> All right. And the other one, we actually got an email that's going to be kind of fun. Leads into our next thing about talking about booze. So oh, awesome. I'm going to read this off real quick. Let's do it. Um, from uh, Marshall. Uh, Hi, guys and Mel. 
Love the show. Found it earlier this year, and I have been lit and enjoying it ever since. Uh, I love that you guys talk about all the drinks you're having for the show. And I was wondering uh, if you can make a whiskey suggestion for a newbie when it comes to whiskey. I love craft beers, but I want to dip my toe in the whiskey world. So what would you think would be a good sipping whiskey for a newbie to try to make it through the holidays? Now, I responded to them via email because I didn't want to make them wait till I got this over the weekend. I didn't want to yeah, keep yeah. them waiting until uh, till Monday to talk Well, Tuesday, technically, when he would hear it. Personally, stick to bourbon, first and foremost. Mm -hmm. Bourbon's sweeter. Um, people's first palate reactions tend to respond better to sweeter, better than savory, yep. right? So, Absolutely. you know, um, scotches are wonderful. Both of us particularly love scotches. Mm -hmm. Got to work your way into those. Yeah, you <laughs> got to build up to it. <laughs> got to work your way into those bad boys. And then... Irish, while great, can be very inconsistent. <laughs> Absolutely. Are we talking about the whiskey or the people? Both. Um, hey. <laughs> you and I both resemble that, Mark. <laughs> you know, so. You can't judge me after a half a bottle of Bucky. Yeah, right? it's true. <laughs> Come on. Well, that would make you, that would be Scottish. <laughs> My last name is Graham, but I do have Irish in me veins. All, although as well. the first time I tried Bucky. Was, was, in it, was in Dublin on St. Patrick's Day. That's Behind the bar, wasn't it? Yes, it was. <laughs> Sam Graham, 50% Irish, 50% Scottish, 50% Puerto Rican. Yep. That's right. <laughs> Got a degree in maths as well. <laughs> very well, very PG County of you there. Well, well stated. Um, so I would say stick to bourbon. And the suggestion that I made to him, and obviously we can come up with a couple other great little brands to talk about as well, is I said buy two, three, seven, fives. Don't buy the full bottle. This way you're not pot committed to a full bottle. Buy a pint of Maker's Mark and buy a pint of, of Woodford. Woodford. Yep. It's Absolutely. the per we've talked about it before. It's the perfect comparison of one against another, you know. A weeder versus Maker's a Mark yep. versus a rye mash. And it's Coke versus Pepsi. Pepsi's a little bit sweeter than Coke. Coke's a little more savory than Pepsi. That is exactly what Woodford and, and Makers are. And those are great little starter whiskeys to get your, your brain wrapped around. Um, as a craft beer guy, I would recommend staying away from cheaper whiskeys. Um, trust me, there is plenty of good things about good old I'm Evan Williams. Um, in yeah. a pinch, it does the job. But it's also not the... A bur if you're looking to sip on a bourbon... Those aren't the bourbons, you know, you know, the, the bullet for a whole nother set of reasons, but bullet early times, well, they're, Kentucky they're, gentlemen, they're, they're fine, but they're mixing bourbons. You don't want to sip them on their own. But there's the thing. If you're not in college, stay away from the bottom shelf <coughs> End the story. Right. You know, um, if your palate's already adjusted to some of the finer things, things that people take more time and effort, uh, uh, to make, you should definitely up that in, uh, in your whiskey, uh, portfolio as well. So like Sam said, I, I would do the exact same thing. I would go for a pint of Woodford and a pint of Makers. Um, both are made in pints. Both actually decent price points. Yeah. Um, so you're probably going to buy both of those bottles for the cost of one seven fifty, and uh, you will be set to compare two different styles of bourbon. Between the two of them, it's going to run you under $40 probably. I think Woodford, I don't know where he lives. Yeah. Is he from here? I, I don't know either. Um, here, I know that Woodford Pints retail at 20 bucks. You so you'd be about $40 out the door. Yeah. Um, for That's with, worst case scenario. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Anything that you would recommend just a out of the blue oddball whiskey Ooh. for a sipper that'd um, be fun to try if he found it. 
You know, if you don't want to break the bank, uh, if you could find Fistful of Bourbon, we drank it on the show before. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a blend of five different bourbons. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, two from Indiana, two from Kentucky, and Hudson, uh, which is from New York. It comes from the William Grant portfolio. It's inexpensive. It does the job on ice. You're not going to, you know, kind of get that burn and that crazy, uh, you know, kind of bite that some whiskeys give you, um, especially cheap bourbons. Uh, 90 proof and... Um, cheap enough that you can mix it and not feel bad about it, but it stands up on its own as well. So that's one that I would go for uh, kind of oddball new this year, just released mm-hmm. in January. Um, and I've actually had, I've, I've been moving it. I'd, I'd uh, recommend, of course, obviously the brand that I'm now working for ragged branch, but we talked about that last week. So I'd rather talk about a different brand, Wyoming. Um, that's a weeder. Wyoming whiskey is very good, yeah. And it's a it's a lovely, lovely little brand. Uh, it's is that a former pickerel brand, isn't it? Uh, no, no, Dave didn't have any he part have in any that one. Do, I'm sorry, but but it was one of the few craft brands that was doing 53s and sat on their juice and didn't sell a single drop till it was at least two years old. Till it was ready, yeah. right? So and they didn't do a vodka and they didn't like they just a lot of craft people. And I get it, you got to pay the fucking bills, right? Yeah, but there were a handful of whiskey makers who went, we understand this is a long-term investment. We understand we need to take our fucking time and we're going to do it the way that it's been done in Kentucky because they do it right. And brands like Ragged Branch and Wyoming are two brands who very much did that. And um, I think that brands like that should be rewarded for good behavior. Yeah. No, so, I'm with you. They're the ones that you can't fire, right? Uh, that would be High West. Okay, sorry. Yeah. The the other one they did the Outrider, which was the green label that you've had oh, with me before. Yeah, That's also like that a very one. cowboy style mm, whiskey. I like those. The uh, the other brand that I would go is just Standard Jeffersons. Oh yeah, can't go wrong with those. Can't go Standard wrong. Jeffersons uh, again ticks every box. Not going to knock your socks off, but it ticks every damn box. But again, you're looking at about forty bucks a fifth, and that does not come in pints. Yeah. So I would stick to the Woodford Makers idea first and get the general idea because again they just tick the boxes this is what bourbon whiskey is yeah once you get that under your belt then you could branch off into jefferson's ocean or this wine cask finish or Bellmead or hill rock or you know that sort of stuff you could branch off and see what those variants can offer mm-hmm. um, but you need to know what bourbon whiskey is first and uh, and and Makers Mark and Woodford are perfect examples of that. Uh, thank you very much for checking uh, for for reaching out to us. We love it. Um, check in with us. Give us tell us what you've been drinking. We'd love to hear about it. Um, reach out to us on the socials or send us an email, yeah, again, and uh, at, we'll keep pointing you in the right direction. You know the email already, but at Du Football Show uh, on on the social media, so you can join the uh, the Drunken United FC group, and then uh, you know we can get to get to chatting. Excellent. So Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirit industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we vow to have a drink in our hand thrust this show and every single show. Sam, what could be, I'll preface it as could be, the final whiskey we will be drinking from the 2019 list of the top 20 from Whiskey Advocate. Yes. uh, This is the old Ezra seven-year-old which was aptly awarded number seven mm-hmm. on 2019's Whiskey Advocate uh, Whiskies of the Year list. Uh, this comes in at 117 proof. This is a barrel strength, uh, which was a big uh, theme from the 2019 list. Oh, yeah. A lot barrel of barrel strength. Barrel yeah. strength was a big buzzword. There was one, uh, I want to say it was 2018, where um, 
the Henry McKenna Bottle and Bond took number one, and Bottle and Bond was all over the list. This next year's list, Pot Still Irish. All three of the Irishes are, are Pot Still Irish. Right. Yeah, you, you'll always find themes in their lists. It's a, a lovely little whiskey, actually. Um, <laughs> it is a bit hot. It is we, a little hot. We tried some um, neat during soundcheck, which you can mm-hmm. find at www.patreon.com backslash do football show. If you want to listen to the extra content, uh, just sign up to one of the top two tiers and uh, you'll, you'll get all that stuff. Um, but during soundcheck, we drank some neat and I actually thought it was much more palatable than I do now with the ice in it, which is yeah. odd. Yeah. It is a little hotter with the ice in it. Um, very similar. I don't know to- if it's, it's taken away from the, the, the barrel aspect. Some of the, some of the vin, uh, vanilla and caramel, maybe. Yeah. Could be could watered be. down or toned down, and I'm it only getting alcohol. It's brought out the strange. heat a little. This is very similar to the Baker Seven that we had, mm-hmm. um, and I found the Baker Seven to be a little bit more pleasant, and it's about ten proof lower. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but this it's strange. I don't know because water normally opens it up and lets you experience those flavors mm-hmm. a bit more. I'm not. I'm not. I'm getting the opposite effect actually with this one. I, I still might I still prefer get, this I still, neat. I, I would agree. I think this is definitely a neat sipper. Um, but I mean the the intensity's still there. You can tell it's 117. Um the 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 flavors are definitely intensified on it. Uh, it's a lovely little whiskey, de- deserving of a top ten. This is, you know, some of them some oh, of definitely them we good. Go, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, some of them we taste and go, eh, you know. But <laughs> that was an advertising placement. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> again, I thought the dickel was exceptionally good. I just didn't think it was a number one good. Right. Yeah, but, yeah. but that wasn't like a, Oh, let's put a Diageo product up top. Like, no, it was no, a it was good, good fucking whiskey. whiskey. Yeah, yeah. Really good whiskey. Um, this is also my first time, um, ever sipping on an uh, Ezra product. I've never had an Ezra books. Part of me, Ezra Brooks product before me either. So very good. You didn't tell me how much this one cost. Uh, you bought this one. Want to say it was like forty nine ninety nine? I don't. I didn't break the bank, so that so, would be forty nine ninety nine to fifty four ninety nine on the shelf. Wherever very good. You, uh, wherever you can find it, still excellent. <laughs> and, and what else should we do, Sam? We should also try to drink responsibly, Mel. Okay. All like right. I say, try, <laughs> try, try to As drink responsibly, but always drink legally. Uh, allow Correct. me to allow me to say <laughs> one. Mister Houston did not drink responsibly last week, as he got good and right proper. The other, I fell asleep on my kitchen island the other day. <laughs> that is not proper. Sorry, tonight I will not be drinking responsibly after the show because it is solstice and I have a pot of wassail. There you go. We'll be doing that for injury time. Yes. All right, kids. Well, let's the, have uh, a lovely show. Yeah, let's do that. I'll, I'll skip the the uh, me sleeping on the island story. I feel like that was glossed over. No, I think that uh, that is a good teaser for injury time where you can oh, find yeah. such embarrassing stories. Now, if someone wanted to hear a story like that, how would they find it, Graham? Once again, you just go to www.patreon.com backslash DU football show and sign up to one of the top two tiers in which you will have access to all of the extra content. You know, self-care is very important. So this Christmas, buy yourself a present. By yourself, DU injury time. Whores, both of you. <laughs> Put on the bright red lipstick. Head down to do the docks. Do them <laughs> eyes up pretty. Blush up those cheeks. Because the boys like, like that. Because 
I'm going to throw another <laughs> reference to it when we talk about a game later, and then fuck you, you're not doing it at the end of the show because you've hoarded out enough it's, already. It's the giving season, so who better to give than yourself? All right. Yeah, gift um, us to your friends. <laughs> we had, in two matches, we had goals galore and the rivalry of the roses reintroduced to the world in epic fashion. Manchester United 6, Leeds oh, United Tomini 2. scores! <laughs> Leeds United 2. Obatomini oh, scores again! Uh, yeah, that's how quickly they scored. And <laughs> Liverpool 7, <laughs> Palace nil. <laughs> it was that quick. The, uh, the announcers didn't even have a chance to announce the teams. <laughs> the fastest a player scored a brace in the history of the top flight, not even the history of the Premier League, the history of the top flight. So that is over 100 years old. Oh, but much further than that. McTominay yeah. scores yeah. two goals in under three minutes. Yeah, absolutely insane, this one. Uh, got off. It was an absolute barn burner. What a fucking match. Um, I mean, except for the penalty, most of the goals were fantastic. Oh, my God, yes. In this game. Uh, it completely caught me off guard, obviously, as it did the the commentators. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I uh, want to give a shout out to uh, to our boy Mike, who's been contributing a lot on uh, Drunken United FC yeah. on Facebook, who came up with the uh, the new name in which Scott McTominay, formerly uh-huh. uh, a winner of Player of the Season under Jose Mourinho <laughs> after only five appearances, right? Um, uh, when when he was in charge of United, uh, came up with the moniker McTerminator. <laughs> so we're going to be going with that from now on uh, <laughs> for old Scotty boy, uh, which was fantastic. After that start, though, it took a whole 17 minutes to get another goal. P- fucking, <laughs> fucking pathetic. Okay. Uh, Leeds and Man U, absolutely pathetic for you to score again. I, I kind of like coming in on an over of three and a half goals yeah. in the 36th minute. <laughs> right? That's really nice. Yeah. That's, you want to talk about the easiest bet you've ever made <laughs> and you just get to put your yeah. feet up and go, well, let's just enjoy this now. <laughs> uh, Fernandez's uh, hit was strong for the third. I thought very funny, the fifth goal, the penalty, um, and, and really showed Leeds's day. Mm-hmm. Um, was Meslier just kind of dropped to his knees <laughs> as That's Bruno bold. did the hop and just kind of dribbled into the far side. Just went fine. Yeah, it was just like, oh, again, what I, a day. <laughs> I can't believe the words that are about to come out, out of my mouth. All right. Credit Ole Gunnar Schulshire for actually setting a lineup that was prepared to play leads. Yeah. He went, I'm not going to put Pogba out there. I'm going to put Fred out there. Yeah, Fred might not be the most skillful player, but you know what he's going to do? He's going to fucking run. Yep. You know what I'm going to do? I'm not going to put a kid out there like Greenwood on the outside. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to put out um, James. Why? Because James likes to run. And what I'm also going to do is I'm going to put out Shaw to start and I'm going to run him into the ground and sub in Tellus to let him run himself into the ground. He flat out went, oh, hold on. Bielsa, you want to run today? You you, want to run? You, you want to run here, here, hold my teacup. Cause that would be the only reason why he has a teacup. That's a Manchester United, uh, Brandon Bielsa <laughs> there. And he ran right at Leeds. I mean, that was mm-hmm. right in the fucking face. Oh yeah. Straight up punch in the face. So there's, there's two, that's a show title. Mel, write that down. <laughs> Straight up punch in the face. <laughs> so there is, 
uh, a school of thought recently that is the only way to really beat leads is to go toe to toe with leads, right? And Manchester United did that and did that to great effect. And Manchester United are now sneakily in third place. I know. Um, we've been making fun of them for weeks upon weeks because oftentimes their performances disappoint. Uh, they dropped down to the Europa League after winning their first three matches in their Champions League group. So all of these different things, and Alex Ferguson was in the stand. Yeah. Uh, for this one. Maybe it was just the legend looking over the shoulder, but everything that Ole did worked that uh, day. By the way, Alex note doing the old man thing. He had the mask over top of the mouth with, and let's face it, no offense to people who have big schnauzes, but <laughs> Alex got a big nose and that big old nose was sticking out like a penis over top of his fucking mask. <laughs> have you ever seen the meme that uh, is the, the reasons you should wear a mask meme? Yeah. And it uh, it's a stick figure, not stick figure, but poorly drawn person mm -hmm. peeing. Right. Right. Uh, on someone. Then, <laughs> then it has you having pants on. Right, getting peed on. Right. It's like helps a little. <laughs> then it has the person with pants that's peeing with pants on and the pee just dribbling down their leg. Right. And then it says, see why masks work? <laughs> uh, and then the final one is it you may be wearing one, but it doesn't work if your nose is out and it's the dick hanging over the top of the pants, still peeing <laughs> on the other person. Yeah. Exactly. So you have to have your nose in. But he was socially distanced, Sir Alex, so it's all right. He can be forgiven. All right. So a little, a little something that's worth noting uh, because there's, I mean, the game was the game. Um, Bielsa, apparently, uh, the people at Leeds have discovered that he's just going to sit on a bucket fucking anyways, right? They're not going to be able to stop it. <laughs> so, so they got rid of the Home Depot branding. Well, and <laughs> now it's this like kind of a cone thing with a pad on the top. And it's a little glittery. It looks it, like the top of a rocket. <laughs> yes. And it has a Leeds logo on it. So at least the marketing people went, well, fuck it. He's going to sit on a bucket anyways. We might as well brand it. <laughs> might as well put the badge out there. <laughs> I just loved, though, again, him sitting there on his bucket, the branded bucket, sipping a tea in a Manchester United styrofoam cup. <laughs> it was second, just brilliant. Second match in a row. He has been pictured with a teacup mm -hmm. mug uh, uh yeah just like a styrofoam, styrofoam cup. cup and i assume a place like manchester united if of you course, buy a coffee it's probably yeah. brand everything and seeing newcastle mike ashley obviously didn't want to spend the money he just had a normal styrofoam cup at newcastle <laughs> oh i'm surprised it wasn't a dort spirect cup <laughs> uh there was just the the simple they the PR department took the time to get him a custom, obviously a custom bucket with leads on the bucket, right? On the cone, a custom leads bucket. And Bielsa goes, you know what? I need a T. Somebody find me a T. And the only thing they could find was a Manchester United cup. <clears throat> and all of the trouble they went through, special making this cone, had a pad and everything. Mm-hmm. Logoed, sparkly. The whole, was, the whole it thing. It was sparkly. He had a fucking teacup from the from the opposition, and 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 Bielsa gives about as many fucks 
as the Kermit meme sipping on the tea. He don't care what fucking cup it is. He's like, just need a tea. Just need a tea. Well, I need tea now. Yeah. Find me, me a tea. tea. Yeah. My throat, it hey, hurts. Dame, dame fucking tea, mate. Come on. And after after a match I'm like that- I'm busy trying to spy on Frank Lampard. Bring me a tea. <laughs> I'm I'm just <laughs> excited to, to think in my mind that Bielsa's nutsack is all over the trainer's table at- at uh, at oh yeah, fucking Old Trafford <laughs> because they lost six to two. I guarantee you that man lost the clothes the minute he walked in the locker room. I don't even think he waited that long. Just in the <laughs> tunnel, starting a strip. Um, for those of you that don't know, if you're just recently checking out our show, it became aware to us that Bielsa likes to close himself in the physio's room after a loss and sh- just lay naked and contemplate things. <laughs> Like life in the dark and his decisions and then calls his players in to have discussions with them <laughs> as he lays on the physio's table naked, but naked in the dark. Love it. <laughs> Just brilliant. Fucking brilliant. The only thing though I heard that you can see in that room is the bright red goodness of a Manchester United teacup. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So but- I think he's an Earl Grey guy. What do you think? Oh, definitely an Earl Grey guy. Absolutely. Yeah. Not an English breakfast guy. He's no. an old great guy. No, and not an Irish breakfast either. Too caffeinated. Yeah. He'd be up all night. Yeah. And he definitely doesn't fuck with the sleepy stuff like a chamomile or an herbal uh-uh. tea. No, he wants something that's like a solid tea. I think Earl Grey's right in his Yeah, I think wheelhouse. Earl Grey is where it's at for him. You, there's no chance he fucks with green? No, he don't fuck with no, green. No, there's <laughs> no chance. Uh, not No, he's a man of a certain age. He's not a new long man. And no, all that organic shit he doesn't know nothing about. We're certain it's not coffee. Positive. All right. He's a tea man. He's, He's definitely, definitely a tea man. I mean, <laughs> now that we've broken down that anal- <laughs> analyzing the tea game of one Marcelo Bielsa, the crazy thing about this game is that game could have been 12 to six. Yeah, absolutely. Manchester United spurned chances. Dan Leeds James wasted ch- chances. Dan James with the worst dive of a Manchester United player that I've ever seen since Wayne Rooney dove over Sol Campbell uh, <laughs> and, uh, to end our 49 game unbeaten streak back in the day. He got hit in the face and fell forward. <laughs> Not sure how that works. Yeah, normally you fall backwards when yeah, you get hit well, in the face. Yeah, you, you fall the other way. Um, so obviously he didn't get hit in the face that hard. We'll talk about um, how gravity works a little bit later <laughs> in the show. <laughs> yep. We'll also have a little bit of a throwback quote <laughs> to just Six days ago, yep. seven days ago, it was it was a wild game. Stuart Dallas uh, scoring one of the best goals that'll never be remembered. Oh my God, what a strike! It, that's two in a row for him. Gorgeous hit. He had one against Newcastle as well. A header mm-hmm. yep. uh, uh, last week that was fantastic. So <laughs> Leeds are going to be fine. I think. I think it, it it's very comfortable. Obviously, it sucks being on the end of a drubbing like this. Uh, but Leeds created chances. I mean, even at two nil, right? Uh, I had just gotten off the phone with you, and the announcer was screaming McTominay's name twice. I thought right. the, I thought my fucking XM had, you know, repeated right. or something, exactly. like skipped or whatever, you know, like the signal cut out and cut back in. Now he actually scored twice. I thought to myself while I was driving the car to work, Leeds will be fine. Oh yeah, because nobody creates more chances than Leeds. They are balls to the fucking wall, mate. Come at you, come at you, come at you, come at you. And that's all they do. And sometimes it comes off and sometimes it doesn't. And Manchester United decided for once to take matters into their own hands 
and go at them. And they exploited the space because Bielsa doesn't change his tactics. There is no plan B. No. There is plan Bielsa. Yeah, okay? that's it. And that's it. This is what we fucking do. This is our identity. And he runs those players into the ground. Patrick Bamford spurned a couple chances. Oh, yeah. Uh, one I think one, one early that would have put it right mm-hmm. to one-to-one yep. and would have even that game right out. I think Jack uh, Jack Harrison spurned a chance. Yes, he did. Uh, um, Alianski mm-hmm. spurned a chance. Uh, so Leeds will be fine. It was an off day, you know, in terms of their finishing, and they got done because Manchester United stood up to them. Well, I don't think anybody else would have the balls to do it. I don't know that Ole actually had the balls to do it because Sir Alex was there. <laughs> he may have given that team talk, walk right back upstairs. <laughs> and said, this is what we're going to do today. Yeah. Go get them. <laughs> don't worry about it, Ole. I already wrote the team sheet. We're good. Got to figure it out, mate. <laughs> you just stand there and smile, okay? Yeah. Be friendly. Because you do I, you, Ole. <laughs> I just can't believe that the Norwegian PE program is that tactically astute. I'm <laughs> amazed by it. So uh, to kind of a few of our uh, really good leads listeners, obviously, Gekko, when he did the show with us, um, had mentioned, he said, there's going to be games where we just get got. He did say that. To, in, he in was all like, fairness. it's going to happen. And then um, he, he's, our, al- he's almost like Graham Stranamus. <laughs> and then our buddy, <laughs> our buddy Lars has also said, he goes, when it doesn't work, it really doesn't work. Like when it gets found out in this match, it got found out when they, if you don't have a good, but, but what we know of this team is, is they're going to come out next week the exact same way. Yep. And, and Burnley's going to be that, that that's their next opponent well, is Bur- one of those Burnley can, teams. Yeah, Burnley cannot play like Manchester United played. <laughs> so this will be another one they, they yeah. literally don't have the tools to do that. And, and so, and leads don't leads. Honestly, leads is the honey badger of the fucking Premier league. They don't give a fuck. They don't give a shit. This is what they're going to do. Oh, Cobra, you bit me. Fuck you. I'm coming at you. Like, that's just what they are. So it's really hard to to take a, like a game like that and go, ooh, this could be pivotal. No, this means fuck all the leads. That may Other than be. the fact that the rivalry, that is such a big rivalry and that the players know that this is a big letdown to their fans. Outside of that, they're going to be the same team next week. They're going right out at you. That may be the absolute best analogy we've ever come up with. We've, you came up with it. Leeds is the honey badger. Leeds is the honey badger <laughs> of the Premier League. They just don't fucking care. That is the best analogy we've had in the three fucking years doing this. Get bit by Cobra. They take a nap. They get the fuck back up. They go right Kill back Kill the Cobra. It. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you. Dead. So they took a nap in the second half and Burnley is the Cobra next week that yeah. will die as a result of the nap. Excellent. All right. We're at 30 minutes. We've only talked about one game. Um, Liverpool were just clinical, absolutely clinical, considering considering Palace actually played really well in the first yeah, they, half. They didn't they play had a really at good all. first half. Well, I mean, it, it's really hard to account for uh, some of the stats, right? Eight shots on target from Liverpool, seven fucking goals. Yeah. You. What are you supposed to do? You can't do anything about it. That's the thing. And yeah. Liverpool had two-thirds of the ball, which you always expected them to do. So Palace were just unlucky here. Liverpool had their shooting boots on, and that's 
honestly the end of it. I mean, there's not a lot to dissect here. It's it like was, every one of those goals was lower 90s, upper 90s, perfect header. Like, what the fuck are you supposed to do in that match? Well, you like, can't. And Guaita's been playing his fucking ass off. And because you like random stupid percentages, <coughs> I'll give it to you. Liverpool scored on 87.5% of their shots. How the fuck are That's you supposed to seven win? seven out of eight. How can you do anything right. in that situation? And and Guayas is a good fucking goalie. I know Guayas is a really good goalie. Yeah. No, I don't blame him for any of the goals. Yeah, he was yeah. fine. Seven out of eight shots is a level of ruthless that we haven't seen since Ted Bundy. Uh, yeah, I hear you, Ted Bundy. <laughs> <laughs> you you are very proud of that one, Thank weren't you? you? Very much. I didn't even write that down. I came up with that just Ooh. now. I know. Oh, oh, you feel challenged now that I came up with Honey Badger off the top of my head. If you want <laughs> more wittiness, check out our No, action. no, no <laughs> more plugging. <laughs> Jesus, you are a whore of a special kind of level. You need to stop bringing up www. <laughs> stop it. Yes, it still got it in. (laughs) Jesus. Um, Woo. (sighs) All right, next game. You exasperate (laughs) me, both of you. Um, It it pains me to say this because they're my nemesis, but did Liverpool just whip it out and throw it on the table and say, fuck you, league? Um, No. I wouldn't say that just yet because Liverpool still have the pain of Chris Dambul, right? Uh, I think we're willing to look past Kristen Bull considering the last two times they played him was the 4 nothing win to secure that, the league and then this 7 nothing trumpet. But here's, here's the thing. It only happens against Palace. <laughs> okay, got it. So it, I, I'd like that. I Obviously, I don't want them to do it as an Arsenal supporter, but I would like them to do this to a rando team. Right. Do this to Burnley, who you have no beef with. You have no history with at all. Do it to Burnley. That would be a dick on the table moment. You know what I'm saying? Hey, Do you, you understand what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, we look at the rest of the league and like second place Leicester has five losses to Liverpool's one. Yeah, no, I, I understand it. Like, it, I get it. it you know, I just, because it's Crystal Palace and their big wins tend to only be against that club. Right. I don't know that you can properly say because I can poke holes in your story there. Okay. Fair (laughs) enough. Fair enough. I need you to do it to someone else. Do it to Leicester. Do it to Tottenham. Do it to, and that that 2-1 turgid-ass match is not a dick on the table. But they also, those were the two teams that just challenged them, that just started to step up and go, hey, look, we're in first and second now. And what have they done? They beat both of them in succession right away. They just beat them. That's Jose's fault. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> they last, are just little ponies. Last question for you. Are we supposed to start taking Manchester United seriously now? Have to. I mean, I guess we have to, right? Cause, Can't not. Because Europa, they really aren't going to give a shit about Europa. And then this Wednesday, we'll see what they think of the League Cup when they play Everton. But they, if they go out of that, then it's just the FA Cup and the fucking league. The other I have thing, a feeling we might have to start taking this team seriously. The other thing that makes me really nervous about Manchester United is Edison Cavani hasn't really done anything yet. Mm-hmm. He's a world fucking class striker mm-hmm. that has done it in every country he's been in, Italy and France. Right. He's done it over and over and over and over again, and they haven't hardly even used him. He had the two goals against Southampton to, to win that game. <laughs> 
and that was it. He yeah. has other than that, he hasn't even cracked the fucking squad to be honest. So they are going to get more dangerous if he breaks into the team. With him coming off the bench, I mean, how many teams can say they've got that quality coming off the bench? You know what I mean? Yeah. Makes me very nervous about them, and especially Ray's gloating. So it's time to start saying maybe, just maybe, Manchester fucking United is back. The top of the table is constantly changing, and this weekend was no different. Leicester 2, Spurs 0, Man City 1, Southampton 0, Everton 2, Arsenal 1. And then Leicester are world beaters again. Well, Jose, once again, now the stats actually surprised me in this game because I did not think Spurs were dangerous whatsoever in this game. Didn't they feel actually, like it. They actually had more possession. Huh. 53% or some shit. Uh, they also only had one less shot on target than Lester did. Really? Yeah. But at no moment, the eye test, you know, the 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 X factor, the the thing that, that sports people, <coughs> when they watch a game, can just sense. Right. They, to me, were absolutely toothless. Mm-hmm. Even with Harry Kane and Hummin Song. Yeah, they were. And then when they added uh, bail, it really made no difference. Uh, watched the second half, uh, <laughs> laying in bed with my lovely wife uh, mm-hmm. as she held our child and fed her. And she said, do you think uh, Harry Kane's parents knew what they were doing when they named him? And that's why he scores flurries of goals. <laughs> and I said, I think it's more funny if he was late for school and they said, hurry, Kane. <laughs> hurricane. It's very funny. She if it is her joke, and then I just made it better. Um, give, <laughs> which doesn't happen often, to be honest. Give, give, so I'm taking credit. I want to give your wife some credit. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm just sitting there watching the games, and then suddenly I get a picture text just from your wife, not you included. Just I know of Wendy's screen, just saying, "Fuck Wendy's." <laughs> yeah, I'm like I'm like, oh, so you heard the story? She's like, yeah, Sam told me, "Fuck Wendy's." <laughs> Yeah. Like gave her a big thumbs up. I'm like, thanks for reaching out, darling. There you go. Appreciate it. Very nice. Um, but another game where I feel <laughs> like Spurs just didn't take the initiative. They have the players to take the initiative, but their coach doesn't like taking the initiative. If they and, don't score first, they're fucked. Yeah, because he can't. I, I don't know if it's a team. I don't know if they're scared of him. I don't know if it's, it's him being a stubborn bastard. I don't know what it is, but he can't make an adjustment. Three losses. Everton scored first. Liverpool scored first. Leicester scored first. Yeah. Punch them in the face and score first. Oh, I'm sorry. One win. One win where the other team scored first. Manchester United. And that was the penalty. So that's the only time that they showed any ruthlessness. But other than that, you if you if you score first on them, you've got the upper hand and they don't know what to do. They don't seem to know what to do. I, I, I'm... I'm fully ready to consider this team a title contender. And even after the Liverpool loss, I want to consider them a title contender. How do you lose this fucking game? Oh, I'm sorry. I know exactly how. Uh, Amazon already announced the title of part two. All or nothing part two, 
Still nothing. Still nothing. Heard. <laughs> okay. Very good. Well, I mean, you need you need moments of brightness before we get into oh, the depths sake. of despair you're that you're right. Team. I do. Um, City wins. They get a shutout. Why aren't we impressed? Uh, because we still think of Southampton as less than, and Southampton's not less than. Mm-hmm. Um, they played a very energetic match. They did everything right, to be honest, uh, and. Raheem Sterling had a moment of brilliance. There's not a lot you can account for in that situation. He played his arse off. Uh, it was a wonderful passing move from City and what we've come to expect from them. But Southampton tracked literally everything else in the game except that move and even threatened. Ederson had to be off his line quickly. I think it was Walcott maybe stolen behind. Yeah. Um, Ederson had to be off his line quickly. Uh Southampton, I think, honestly, it, it pains me. Honestly, pains me to say it. Southampton are the real deal. They're, they're one of the questions I was about to ask: Are they really competing for Europe, or are yep. they just a top ten side? I, no, I think they're there. Yeah, they they are organized. They are dangerous. They create even without Danny Ings. They're creating. He left this match in what the thirty fifth minute or some shit. Mm-hmm. So, something like I don't know the exact time, but some around there. I think it was the first half he left or very early in the second half. They lost their, their best striker. Che Adams hit the bar. I think it was Ward Prowse dangerous. Every time he puts a ball in, they've got weapons. They've got <laughs> opportunity all over that front five or six players where Gineppo doesn't score a ton of goals, but creates everything. He's dangerous. You have to worry about him. He's like Miguel Amarone, right? Doesn't it's, score a ton, but you have to worry about him. He's fast as hell, skillful, and can at any moment find him find himself at the top of the six with nobody around him. What it seems that teams can't figure out is we everybody knows exactly what they're going to do. At some point, if you get trapped on a sideline or alone, they're going to suddenly do this blast of three players on you. There's little triangles all over the field, right? That the minute that there's an isolation moment, they're going to, boom, be right on top of you. Get the ball away from you, quickly attack, and make you pay. Yep. What the league hasn't figured out yet is when that moment's coming. Because it doesn't happen every time. Nope. Sometimes you could be pinned against the sideline. They're like, eh. They and mix it up. You're absolutely right. And I, th- I think Hassan that's a Hutl, thing. Hassan Hootle just had, I mean... I don't know, is there a code that they're using? What is it that he's saying to them on the sidelines? How do those three players, because it's always three players. It's always this little triangle burst of players that just, boom, suddenly you're outnumbered. Suddenly you have nowhere to go. Suddenly you just lost the ball. I like and to it's think, brilliant what they do. I like to think that there is a code word and it's something super random, like Radio Shack. And then they, <laughs> what? He's German. Glockenspiel. <laughs> yeah. And they just, Leader hose it. <laughs> they, they just do it. Um, real quickly about City, and then let's move on to the important things where I beat you. Um, <laughs> they're not winning pretty, but they're winning. And this is something we that every other team besides them, we've always said, like Liverpool for comparisons, we go, oh, well, you're not winning ugly. You like you you give yeah. up a lot of time. They're winning ugly. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's got to be some credit in that. I mean, there is. The, there absolutely is. The but defense I, I, is starting to figure it out. Like I just, just don't. I don't think they have enough to overtake Liverpool at this point. Yeah, agreed. Uh, agreed. 
I, but and, yes, you're, you're absolutely right. I don't think they're so far off it, right, that we're questioning Pep's tactics, for instance. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or we're questioning the squad fully, like we are with Arsenal. We're questioning Arsenal's squad completely. Who is the character that's going to stand up? Well, City find that character in Raheem Sterling, in whoever scores that day, yeah. but they always score, right? They always get it done. They very rarely get shut out, mm-hmm. right? So they are taking responsibility. Ederson, defensive frailty, Ederson swept it up right. in terms of Theo Walcott, that, that, that chance, right? A couple other times as well. Jesus Christ, we're running long. There's Well, we did do the big email at the start of the show. By the way, happy birthday. There's so happy birthday to who? Jesus. Jesus. Oh, okay. sorry, yeah. Russ. It's all the Jesus's birthdays. <laughs> Heard. <laughs> Every time I say Jesus Christ, my wife goes cheese and rice, <laughs> and then I turn around and say, "Shut the fuck up," <laughs> and then I get yelled at. Okay. Uh, there is nothing that I see in City's team that makes me think they're only going to qualify for the Europa League, for instance, right? They're going to be fine. They're one player away. Even with their defensive frailty, I'm surprised they haven't put Nathan Ake in yet. Mm-hmm. Perfectly serviceable center back that knows that position. And he's been playing mostly outside back, mostly in Europe. Fucking play him. Yeah. Right? If you're nervous about John Stones, play him. Stones has been good lately. Stones has been all right. So the only Diaz looks to be like a great fucking signing. The only thing that I would question about city right now is why Bernardo Silva wants to pass the ball three yards from goal. (laughs) Very true. So I I like how you gave me the rotating thing. Like we were going to get through the segment, but you forgot there's one more game in the segment we have to talk about. No, it wasn't segment. It was move on to the next fucking game. Okay. Well, (laughs) do you really want to move on to the next fucking game? Yeah, I want to get it over with. So I have time to sober up before I leave. Uh, Decore completely bosses the midfield. And yep. something both of us talked about was which midfield was going to be stronger. The midfield of Decore and uh, Davies was far stronger than the midfield of Ceballos and Elneny, which, by the way, Ceballos almost pulled a fucking boneheader too. And he almost got his ass fucking set off as well. Yep. So the team on the pitch is still making idiotic mistakes over and over again. And Everton decided, fuck you, go down the flanks, put it in the middle. Let's see what you can For do. For no reason. And our and strikers guys, are five foot nine. <laughs> and you guys went, sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> like, great. You want us to play down the flanks? We'll play down the flanks. It's absolutely I ridiculous. Just, it's it, absolutely ridiculous. Dumb penalty by Dev by Davies, you know, deserved. It was deserved. But I think it, it was soft. Right. But outside but of I that, I think it was a real penalty. But, but outside of that. We offered nothing. Uh, okay. The other really good chance you had with Louise putting it off the post was because Pickford almost fucked it off. Yeah. That's it. I mean, it just wasn't good nope. from you guys at, at all. all. At all. We, and and Everton, I, 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 so you could say, well, we didn't have Partey and we didn't have. But that, but I, I'm it, not your clock, mate. Don't compare me. Right. But I mean, if you like, <laughs> you could say, okay, Arsenal. Okay. Just say in general, people could say, well, Arsenal was missing players. Yeah. Everton was missing uh, Allen and James and, and Luca Dine. Mm-hmm. So fuck off. Both teams yeah. were missing players. Absolutely. And Everton we have, found and we a way no to spine. Everton found a way to win and mm-hmm. win well. And 
I all you ha- seem to have is Gabriel who's back there and obviously he's sitting on a red because that Yuri Mina corner kick goal doesn't happen if Gabriel's out Probably there. not. But but then why can't your other defenders fucking do something about that? Well, uh, I mean, holding Calvert-Lewin made holding his bitch the entire match. Mm-hmm. He won every ball in the air, mm-hmm. every 50-50. Rob Holding is not strong he in the out-physicaled air. physicaled the fuck out of him. I mean, Correct. it would just, it just, it was. We I, are in a very bad way at the moment in terms of tactics, not yeah. even personnel. Um, I like Mikel Arteta. I think Mikel Arteta should be our boss. I think he needs to loosen up his ideas a bit because he is married to this idea of a counterattacking style of football. The problem is, is we do not have the tools to weather the storm. No, no, not at all. So why not do what you're good at? Attack. You have all these players attack. Our midfield is unbalanced. Our forward line is only getting crosses put in. And the tallest player in that line is five foot 11. Ain't gonna win no header against six foot two Michael Keane. Ain't gonna win a header against six three Harry Mina. Yerry mm-hmm. Mina. Yeah. Ain't gonna happen. And then Holgate and Godfrey on the outsides are huge motherfuckers too. So why are you putting crosses in? Why are you putting crosses in the air consistently? Sure, mm-hmm. mix it up. Sure. Yeah. You know, you you'll do so many stepovers and cutbacks. Fine. But so mix it up. Put a ball in the box, then go through the middle. Then put up. So what I think we should do is a very, <laughs> very narrow three one three one, or three one three two. Yeah, right. Good to see Martinelli back out on the pitch. I yes, think he could help injury, a lot. Yeah. He could help an awful lot. But, but be, he's also he's five seven. I think five be, eight. Well, just like that. be be attacking. That's what you just you ha- have go to forward, be attacking. Right, right. Do what Leeds does. I win, never thought those words would ever come out of my mouth. Win five to three or lose five to three. But go for put, it. You're yeah. still putting goals in the back but of the net. Go for it. All right. I dedicate this shot. You ready? There we go. I dedicate this shot to doing what Leeds does, which is a phrase I never fucking thought I would say in my goddamn life. I'd like to add on, but I think he just hurt himself enough. Rounding out the rest of the league, and oh, so that happened. Villa 3, West Brom 0, Newcastle 1, Fulham 1, Brighton 1, Sheffield 1, Burnley 2, Wolverhampton 1, that's a head-scratcher, Chelsea 3, West Ham 0. Um, Villa finally get the scoreline they deserve. They Wait a second. Wait, Wait a second. What? In honor of Big Sam being back in the Premier League. All right. Third-party ownership and that interview that fucked his England career. Mm-hmm. I want to bring to the table an offering. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. It you've is Festivus time. You got me unmuted. Go ahead. Big Sam's drink of choice. Pints of wine. <laughs> oh my. Pints of wine <laughs> is what <laughs> is Big what Sam, Big Sam likes. Yeah. They asked him what uh they asked Big Sam during that interview, what oh what do you know you drink of wine? What do you like? Pints of wine. Not glasses of wine, not a wine with dinner. It was pints of wine. <laughs> 
So I brought uh, a Red Revolution from Boda Box, uh, Boda Minis, because uh, the stores I called on today, no one carried split bottles. So I had to buy a 500 ml, which was the closest to a pint I could find. <laughs> Just. <sighs> and, and let it be said, one Mr. Big Sam. Couldn't need a lot of them in the job he just took over. Whole lot of them in the job he just took over. You know what? I'm going to my sister's for Christmas. <clears throat> I will bring my pint of wine. There you go. Oh, was I supposed to pass it Drink to him? It. No, no. not getting past producer Mal. No, I'm, go for I'm it. not a wine guy. Definitely. <laughs> Have that with your Christmas duck on Christmas Day. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it was uh, obviously your captain getting sent off uh, for ridiculous reason one of the few veteran players you have on your team and what does big sam love veteran fucking players mm -hmm. is is people he knows he's going to stand up for him i Uh, mean he even he even subbed in batman i'm sorry i mean charlie austin as well (laughs) to uh (laughs) well no you saw you saw charlie austin's uh put on a face mask it looked like batman no, it was because uh, obviously an injury to the face, so he had one of those foam oh, masks. I remember that, but yeah. it wrapped around the back of his head, and it looked like fucking Batman. <laughs> uh, so, Big Sam ha- obviously hasn't had a lot of time to work on the squad, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but the last thing you need is your captain being sent off, and after that, they kind of capitulated. Um, obviously, Villa were fantastic. The early goal. You know, but you can recover from that. It was so early, you could have recovered from that. And then well, from Triori to El Ghazi, El Ghazi, who had had a hard time putting the ball in the net the last match, but finally did, and yeah. then scored two today uh, right. the, in the game yesterday. Yeah. Um. So there's not a lot we can take from this from a West Brom perspective. I'd like to talk about the Villa perspective. Is job done again? Just rolling. Just getting the job done. Yeah. Villa, time and time again, fuck. Yeah. Well, it's nice to see the score reflect the efforts that we put in. Yeah. I stole that line from Lindsay. I can't even take credit for it. <laughs> did, I tried to pass it off as my own with a straight face, but I love Lindsay too much to take credit for it. Did getting, Jackie get a haircut? What's that? Did Jackie get a haircut? No, he just had the little... uh you know, the soft, headband on. Yeah, yeah. The, the the seventh grader headband. Look like a trim, though. Maybe he keeps his uh, undercut nice and tight, like I do. Um, I mean, <laughs> honestly, big difference. Big difference would be. We're laughing, but it's true. Uh, Jack yes. Grealish, Maddie Cash, and I all have the same haircut. <laughs> yes, you all have undercuts. <laughs> um, Maddie, Ca- Maddie, Cash- order the peaky fucking blindness. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so back to the game. Both, um, both Maddie Cash and and uh, Douglas oh, Louise today. are back on the pitch. Yes, there's why you scored three goals instead of mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. You, Absolutely right. It's, it's your starters, not your backups. Um, Triori is really starting to blend into the team really yeah. well. And while while like Ross Barkley has made a very good impression on that Who? team. Ross Barkley. I don't know who that is. He likes crayons. <laughs> um, especially the green ones. They're yummy. I can see him eating clay. <laughs> like, like Play-Doh. So, <laughs> but when he comes back into the side, I wonder if it's Trezeguet who loses his spot to Triori. Oh, yeah. 
Um, Could but, be. Absolutely. It, uh, but, but again, this is a good problem to have. Mm -hmm. Suddenly there's competition in your lineup. And for Villa, they're, I, again, we got to keep it rolling. They, they're moving in the right direction. They're 100%. moving in the right direction. I wanted to quickly say something, uh, and it's kind of just a me and you thing. Not mm -hmm. you know, a few people that listen to us know what the fuck I'm talking about. Uh, does Triore remind you of Archie? Oh yeah, definitely our boy Archie. A little bit crazy legs. Yeah, crazy legs. <laughs> somehow the ball's on his foot. There's like five people around him, and somehow he's suddenly beyond all five people with the ball still on his foot. Where you just go and then slices it wide. <laughs> Where the fuck that come from? <laughs> yeah. Um. And then the last thought is, is Big Sam really the right guy for the job at West Brom? Yes, 100%. I don't think he is. 100%. I, I absolutely is. I think this is a young, talented team that I, I've, I've actually become enamored with them, like as far as them as a club. I like what they're doing. I you No, you don't. You like Boing Boing. That's what you like. I like the pieces to the puzzle. <laughs> the whole puzzle isn't complete. I like the pieces to the puzzle. I think there are some very talented players in that team. He likes Boing Boing. He likes Boing Boing. You also like that they have a coach <laughs> named Big Sam, which is your nickname. No, no. I don't like Big Sam at all. Not one bit. Listen. Big Sam came to my club and, 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 quote, saved us. No, I did not want... And, uh, I would have rather watched... 10 years of cumin as opposed to the fucking six months I dealt with Big Sam. No, I did not like watching that at all. I think he's the wrong guy for the job, and I think this is the first team he sees go down. I brought you a pint of wine. Shut the fuck up. You brought her a pint <laughs> of wine. Anywho. Hey, hey, real quick. Yeah. Uh, I watched Step Brothers over the weekend again. Mm -hmm. Revisited that uh, uh, cinematic journey. It is a classic uh, masterpiece. And if I'm going to allow any sort of therapy session to happen. Mm -hmm. I'm going to need you to call me Dr. Angel Face. Please. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, Dr. Angel Face. <laughs> All right. So moving into the next match, I would actually like to go to audio from one Mr. Samuel Graham on injury time, which you're not allowed to plug because you plugged it enough already. All right, fine, fine, fine. Patreon.com. But, but on injury time, <laughs> you summed up this game perfectly before the match had even happened. I see a Fulham win. <laughs> I could see a Fulham win, but Callum Wilson is a dickhead. That pretty much covers the entire match. Yeah. <laughs> Fulham were on top most of it. Uh, took the lead. And then and Colin Wilson was a dickhead. And, and then Fulham were no longer in the lead. He stumbled outside the box <laughs> where he got fouled and then dove the minute he saw that little 18 year line and dove on the ground. I shall now, <clears throat> henceforth, as McTerminator has been given a new moniker, I shall now be known as Graham Stradamus. <laughs> Graham Stradamus. <laughs> well, that's the show title. All other show titles are done. <laughs> And I had a good one earlier, but <laughs> it ain't that. Um, we could make it Graham Stradamus punches him in the face. <laughs> Just say, do you know what Graham Stradamus is? What? A punch to your face. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, it, the foul happened outside the box. It was definitely a second yellow, which would have been a red. But the foul happened outside the box. 
if you look at it carefully, like you look like VAR, they say you could see exactly what you want to see in VAR. You saw exactly what you wanted to see. There was zero contact between Anderson and Wilson inside the box at all. The 100% of the foul was outside the box. Well, as we saw from the cinematic release of the Joker, Mm -hmm. anyone named Joachim has bad luck. (laughs) <laughs> and shit happens to them. And that happened to Joachim Anderson here as it happened to Joachim Phoenix in that film. Yeah. Just <laughs> poor. Yep. I, it's, uh, I told you, uh, obviously we've been through that. It's just, it, the first goal was the one that, that really the Fulham goal was the yeah. one that got me the Matt Ritchie. Cause I I've been there. It's happened to me before, which sucks. In the face. <laughs> in the face. <laughs> yeah. You, the ball's coming over, right, from the corner or set piece, whatever it was, and you're, like, reacting and you're turning, but the shit was actually whipped in pretty yeah. hard and it gets there faster than you can react to it. <laughs> it gets headed back at you, bang, right in the face, back of the goal. And and there you <laughs> are literally trying to get no off, time. The gr- yeah. off the ground, trying to get your <laughs> thoughts together, trying to get the water out of your eyes because you just got hit right in the face yeah. to realize... No, it's not, son. You got plenty of time because the ball's in the back of the net. We're walking it back up. So go ahead and gather yourself. You just you just got scored for us. The, well the, done, killer. The best thing that I can remember. Now, I did go out for a corner um, off of me, luckily. But do you remember the game where somebody shot from about 30 yards out? It was indoors. It was about midfield they mm-hmm. shot. And I was running back, tracking a run of somebody. Hit off the post, hit me in the face. But it did go wide for a corner. You're right. But I had literally no time <laughs> no, to react I, to you're it. Just, yeah. The fuck just happened? And I hit the deck like I had been sniped from the roof. <laughs> <laughs> exact same thing happened to Matt Ritchie. Yeah. But he turned it into his own net. And I mean, honestly, Fulham were the better side the whole time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, real quick, and then we move on. Um, I can understand Newcastle's frustration, like the supporters' frustration. Bruce has a perfectly good team and is somehow trying to fuck it off. Like he's got good players. He's got good pieces and it's just not attractive football to watch. It's terrible. And, and there's things for teams like, you know, Newcastle and West Ham Everton, right? These storied franchises within the premier league they expect a certain level of effort and a certain level of, of skill. And they just, they just don't want to look like a team that's managed by big Sam. Yeah. Bruce is just big Sam incarnate. And Eh, kind of, I guess, (laughs) except for he does it worse. You know, it's funny. Uh, A podcast I listen to called the offensive. Mm -hmm. uh, Very good podcast. It's a football drama, uh, kind of a, a radio show, if you will. Um, a radio drama. Like okay. actual actors. Uh, they, uh, in the show, were trying to sign Sven Goran Eriksson to coach the club in the show. Right? Was that to just make the team more sexy? Listen, yeah, had to be. <laughs> uh, but they um, were, ended up at a party at his house in Sweden, essentially, because there's no COVID restrictions. Was it a sexy party? It had to be a sexy party. <laughs> uh, if it involved Sven, it was definitely a sexy party. Uh, and I'm sure robes and speedos, baby robes and speedos. And also tie nationals. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but they, um, basically in the show, it was funny. They found themselves in the, the 
media room, he called it, uh, of Sven's house, which was a giant projector screen, blah, 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 <laughs> like a movie theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they were watching Match of the Day, and um, they were making fun of Steve Bruce on TV and how big his nose looked because the TV was so big. Mm-hmm. They were like, oh, God, his nose. Look at that thing. But, but, oh, never mind. They, they started showing Newcastle play football again. Turn this off. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect segue into Brighton and Sheffield. Ugh. Brighton tried to give Sheffield their first win of the season. They tried desperately to give them the first win of the season. And Sheffield fucked it right off because they're hapless. I told you I had it. My bet. I told yeah. you I had it. And yeah. then I didn't have it. Mm-hmm. Because uh, Lundstrom, with a ridiculous tackle in the 40th minute, probably could have broken his ankle. Oh, God, yeah. It was a terrible tackle. It was a reckless, uh, out of control, a ter- terrible fucking tackle. But that's how it goes. Yeah, but don't worry. They won't miss him. They have another mediocre midfielder that they can put into play against Everton next Absolutely. week. Absolutely. 100%. I just... It was, I mean, obviously Sheffield got their goal when they were 10 men down, which just, again, lets you know they that also Brighton created that Brighton, more chances. Right. It lets you, besides that, it lets you know that Brighton's only offensive and not defensive. Good. And yeah. they aren't that fucking good. And that finally, just laws of physics finally gave them a fucking draw. I think both of these teams are going down. I really honestly Danny think. Fucking Welbeck. Yeah. Well, I mean, Valuable fantasy points, by the way, Danny. I could have, I could have used a goal in the 80th minute in my game against Hughes. Where's Danny Welbeck at? Oh, we sold him. uh, Oh, you know what? Sell Olivier Giroud. Cross the ball in as much as you can. What? It's where, where are these people when I need them? (laughs) And other clubs fucking off instead. That's okay. (laughs) Give it a couple of weeks, and you'll be battling with those guys for relegation, anyways. Yeah. That. Cheers, mate. Yep, no problem. You know, you kicked me when I was down. I'll definitely kick you when you were down. Um, <laughs> so Wolves got straight burn lead. Yeah, big time. Nice to see Fabio Silva get his goal, though. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, needed to get off the mark. 18 years old, uh, massive transfer fee. So good for him to to get off with the uh, with the penalty. Burnley literally burnley it. Uh, I think, what was it, two set pieces? And Woods and... Uh, um, Ashley Barnes, first time in a year the two of them have scored. Yep. There you go. Bang. Uh, what you worried about? I'm trying to look it up. I need you to go just a little longer. I have nothing else to say because ah. I was working. Okay. <laughs> Big shout out <laughs> to see it. Owen Otsasoe, a American who got his Premier League start today. Oh, for Wolves. For yeah, Wolves. The young kid, 19, 19, 19 years, years old. old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even more impressive, do you know when he played his first organized football? Is this like one of the Dennis Rodman story things? Age last year. 14. There you go. 14. He has been playing footy for five years. I've got to tell my wife about this. Young man, young man got a start today. And I could tell you this much. You can't teach hustle. Nope. That boy Heart. got a boatload yeah. of hustle. He was all over the pitch. You can't teach I Hart, I don't man. think the formation favored him because he was an off striker without a proper striker because he was behind the wingers. Mm-hmm. So he, I think he needs to be in a system where there's a person in front of him mm-hmm. that he can feed. 
but boy was everywhere and it was definitely worth mentioning. And it's just exciting to see yet again, more and more young American talent in the premier league. Also just in Europe in general. Serginio Dest. Yeah. I mean, starting for fucking Barcelona, Weston McKinney starting for fucking Juventus. I'll take losing to Trinidad to nothing and not making the world cup for this to happen. If that means this happens. Absolutely. This is, this is going to be fun to watch and I'm, I'm excited to see what the United States becomes. Do you know about Dennis Rodman's story? Yeah, but we don't have fucking time for that. No, not time. Check out the ESPN 30 for 30. Oh, yeah. He played one year of organized basketball before college. Walked on to his college team. All-time leading rebounder in history. Yeah, and played it. (laughs) Fucking get after it. Played in the NBA with mental illness when nobody cared about mental illness. Nobody diagnosed mental illness. They were just like, ah, go be fucking crazy. Oh, you're really extra special weird tonight? Oh, you're going to be good. (laughs) Go get him. Jordan and Pippen had to fly to Vegas to get him, and Carmen Electra was hiding naked behind a couch. (laughs) Yeah. What? I said, there's a meme the other day. It's like, you think you have a crazy life? Rodman did XX down the line with all of his shenanigans. And, uh, and yeah, like, so check out that final, 30 for 30. So final match to talk about, uh, Chelsea, uh, Frank actually made adjustments and it worked. Went with Jorginho yeah. and Conte playing, uh, a holding midfield role to handle the counterattacks, which was very big. He did what Arteta used to do. Make adjustments. Yes, adjust. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, what a manager should be doing. Well done to him. Um, what are you going to do? And Tammy gets uh, two. Tammy West Ham, gets- from, from what I heard of the game, West Ham were the better team for two-thirds of it. Oh, West Ham looked great. But they Chelsea great. were absolutely ruthless and uh, and <clears throat> got them on the day. I mean, there, there's not a lot you can say about it in that. That point. Right. Um, this game honestly would have probably been in the second segment, but because it happened an hour before we recorded, it goes into O, oh, so that happened. Um, Chelsea still flirting around the top six. What I'm excited to watch is the teams that are kind of around the top six and seven right now. You know, obviously, you know, Liverpool, Leicester, Everton, Manchester United, Manchester City, um, uh, Chelsea, and Southampton. I'm really excited to kind of see those matchups of every single one of those teams play in the second half of the season, because every single one of those games will have direct impact on how this league turns out. We haven't had that in a very, very yeah. long time. You're absolutely right. Like this that. does not just affect you like who's going to be in Europe and who's going to be in champions league. This legitimately all seven of these teams have rightful heir to the top four spots. Absolutely. And five of them have rightful heir to the throne. Like, I mean, that's how fucking tight it is because God forbid Liverpool drops a few points to a couple of the guys in this seven. Suddenly somebody else is in the conversation for winning the title. Yep. I mean, it's, it's, it's brilliant to watch. And honestly, I'm really excited to see what the second half of the season gives us. Very excited. It's time to tell you what little we know. It's prediction time. A consistent theme, I hit. Pat hit some of his bet. The chicken missed, but she's still better than you because you missed in glorious fashion yet again. 
Graham is now down $469. That's what you get for picking Sheffield. 69. So what Boxing Day, quote, miracle do you have for us this week? Well, for my cup of losers, I have, who the hell knows? Feed the cup of losers. So what I will do is tell you that I am putting $5,000 down on Juventus to win both the Premier League and Ligue 1. Okay. If it can't happen anyway, what's the fucking difference, mate? <laughs> yeah? Go ahead. Why don't I bet for some impossible shit? Go for uh, it. On a serious note, I am going to take Southampton to beat Fulham and Everton to beat Sheffield on Boxing Day for plus 314. Fuck you. You know Everton's now going to lose. Fuck off entirely. Well, you shouldn't have beat us. <sighs> you should have just taken your little sit- seat. There's a little subliminal shit in that. That, that, that It's definitely... You should have taken your little seat in the draw chair. That is okay? some Freudian shit you just laid on me with that fucking bet, you asshole. Well, what All do you right. expect? All right. Well, um, one Mr. Uh, Pat could not join us this evening because while both of us work in this industry and it's very tough this time of year, he's in delivery and it is really, really fucking tough on them. And uh, I believe when I talked to him, he was around uh, 4.45 and he said, I sent you the email. Do you want to do the show? I'm in bed. I don't know how much longer I will be awake for. (laughs) And now it's time for our degenerate (coughs) gambling friend, Pat's Pick of the Week. Sorry for coughing right in the mic as we were doing that lovely sound drop that we paid for. Professional. I know, exactly. I'm taking my favorites. Well, I'm down to being only $511 down. I'm going to go small this week and just put 100 on a two-game parlay. I'll take Everton over Sheffield, which means he's fucked it off for me too, and Liverpool at a minus 2.5 at 102, which will pay out $246. <clears throat> Pardon me. I know it's short and sweet but I have a heavy week in the liquor business, so I'm probably asleep while you're recording this. Yes, you are. Have a Merry Christmas, and I'll talk to you next week. Thank you very much, Patty. Love you, brother, and uh, hopefully you'll be able to join us um, for next week's show, but I get it. Got to work your dick off right now. Um, Got to love hitting your bet by halftime, Graham. Got to love it. <laughs> I mean, I've done it twice this season. Oh, oh that's right. You haven't done that yet have you where by halftime you've already know you've hit your bat why don't you just get through your shit there mate okay well i'm up 345 dollars <laughs> if you play my tried and true method big sam's lock of the week god i love even numbers because 40 percent of the time it works 100 percent of the time Ah. Uh, <laughs> I'm absolutely you, seething over here. Yeah, you know? Oh, I can, I can tell. <laughs> I wonder which one hurts you more, Everton beating Arsenal or me just getting bets right and you fucking right off? All of it. Just <laughs> everything. I'm looking at him. His teeth, he actually had to take a second to unclench his teeth as he spoke to me. <sighs> All right. So I'm going to go ahead and take the early game on Boxing Day, but I'm not going to take a favorite. I'm going to parlay a couple of goals, goal scorers. Great fucking odds. I am going to take Bruno Fernandes and Jamie F. and Vardy to score at any time at plus 480. 
I think there will definitely be goals in this match. And I really like that. And well, I'm up so I can take a swing at things. I cannot wait for that. Nil nil. (laughs) Very excited. Well, and it'll be early. So then you can talk shit to me, you know, let's get a McTominay Tillman special. Maybe you'll leave me one, one. Maybe you'll leave me a voicemail. That was a really good segment. But here at the DU football show, we strive to give you more. We give you kitty, the chicken. Kitty has been on a big losing streak and is now five of nine. So this week I gave her leads hosting Burnley. Now, uh, Kitty uh, went into the coop and pulled out her laptop. I guess her iPad wasn't charged. Yeah. And pulled up a YouTube video from Mini Minter's page of her, Mel B, and the Spice Girls. Hold on, Mini Minter, if you don't know who he is. Yeah, YouTuber. He's got 10 million subscribers. I think he's part of the uh, the YouTube collective, the Sidemen. I yeah, think. exactly. Well, y'all know. And, and you heard, you, I mean, bring up who, the, who were the singers again she was doing karaoke uh, with? Minnie Minter, uh, Mel B and the Spice Girls, and uh, James Booth of James doing karaoke to the James tune, Laid. You know the song Laid, Sam, right? Nope. This bed is on fire with passion and love. You don't know the song? I know that song. I didn't that know that sounds was, was familiar. Called. I didn't know that was that. Yeah, well, because it's supposed to be Mel B of the Spice Girls and James Booth, the front man of the band, James. But, you know, she has problems, you know, using words. Words are hard. I read so. exactly what is written here. Uh, <laughs> also not surprising. You have terrible <laughs> writing skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, many fans have wondered if that song was written about Kitty. Ooh, could have been. But what we do know is that all three of these celebrities are huge lead supporters. And so Kitty is picking them to spank Burnley. Very good. And uh, I just like to always remind people to please remember to gamble legally and responsibly. I would like to note it says Mel B of the Spice Girls, not Mel B and the Spice Girls. Fuck off on my typing. You know, tyrants hold grudges. <laughs> you yes, know that, we right? do. <laughs> you just, you're blowing the lid on that whole bit. I mean, there are people out there that think our chicken has an iPhone, an iPad, and a laptop, when truthfully, she only has an iPhone. <laughs> anyway, this is where we talk about our fantasy group. And for once, I was vindicated by a performance. I won courtesy of the bonus points. Yep. 39 to 38. Tammy Abraham was given three uh, because of his two goal off the bench performance where no on the bench. He started uh, on the field. He started. Oh, he started. Yeah, he started. I told you I was working all day. Heard. No worries. Uh, <laughs> where Tiago Silva shut out only got him two. Oh, uh, that's a shame. 39 to 38. Me over Russ Ray and JB had a dicks out contest at 43, 43 in wow. a draw. Uh, Smokey moves up into first place now, 32 to 28 over Keith. Elliot beat Lindsay 39-33. Brody dropped two in a row now, right? Three in a row. Why? Three in a row to Geckel, 29 to 34. Uh Kenny. You're, you're talking about fantasy golf, David Geckel, right? 
That's what I think I'm told. Well, <laughs> yeah. After this loss, I think it's Russ <laughs> that's in the hot seat now. We have to take a look. Uh, Kenny, 52 mm-hmm. over Big Sam's 40. Unlucky. Uh, unlucky that um, you have that Mo Salah. Livermore well, sent off, huh? Well, no, <laughs> Mo, no, Mo Salah sitting on the bench. You look at it and you go, oh, great. He's going to get subbed in. One point. Awesome. Nope. Scores two worthless fucking goals in a seven nothing game. And then and then Martial doesn't score at all in a six to two win, but gets the penalty and has two assists. And you're just like, well, what the fuck am I supposed to do? There you go. Rob beating up on Sam's taint. Usually, uh, you know, kind of normal run of form there. Yep. 44 to 39 over Taylor. And then Chris, this amp goes to 11, but it actually goes to 38. Uh, to 27 for Alberto. Unlucky. That gives you a top five of Smokey, Elliot, Alan, Ray, and Alberto in that order. I find myself in 10th, and Big Sam is in 8th with identical records, uh, as well as Lindsay and Rob, uh, but I have the lowest <coughs> uh, point tally of the bunch. Her Highness is her first time out of the uh, top five. She's been up there the whole season. Well, there you go. <laughs> you, I don't know what else. you spent yeah. all your cleverness That's earlier it. in yeah, the show. I'm out. He's I'm out. Running he looked, out at, his, he looked at his bag of clever and went, oh. Completely <laughs> spent. <laughs> completely spent. I've got nothing. It's okay. I had some clever over here. I'll lend you. All right. Well, that about wraps it up, boys and girls. Uh, Sammy, any parting words since you're out of gas? Oh, I have parting words. Okay. It is now uh, Festivus coming up on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And obviously Christmas coming up on Friday. Right. Uh, I am going to air a grievance okay. I have with you. And that grievance comes in a form of a voicemail uh-huh. that I haven't listened to yet okay. from the weekend Okay. after you beat me. Uh-huh. And they are going to play it for us. Do I need to access Bluetooth I here? I mean, or? at this point, just hold it up to the mic. That there would have required some admin work. He has not listened to this, by the way. Man, I gotta say, it's lovely when you hit your bet before it's even halftime. Um, oh, that's right. You've never done that before, and I've now done it twice. Yeah, that's, that's cute. It. Just hung up. That's it. <laughs> that's cute. That's very, it. Very cute. I believe he also said that on the show tonight. Yeah. Because he won't stop saying Recycles it. material. Yeah. That's all he does. You're a hack. Okay. You're a hack. I'm a hack. <laughs> Just wow. recycled material over and over and over again. I know how to pick games and you don't. <laughs> I have a grievance with you. You're a cunt. Okay. <laughs> I, I I will I, prepare for our winter solstice feast of strength outside. I, I would Merry say motherfucking my, festivus. My, my, feet, <laughs> my, my, my grievance, my airing of grievances with you. Do better. You could do means. better. I mean, come on. You're just going to call me a cunt. That's it. Because I pick <laughs> games better than you. Come on. Country deserves a higher level of fucking assholeness than just, I can pick games better than you. My grievance is this show's already past an hour 20. <laughs> I have one more grievance uh-huh. quickly, very okay. quickly. Uh, you all know when people say things and they think they're being profound. Mm-hmm. But when you actually look at the sentence they said, there's nothing there. Yes. My wife was, I had the baby. I was feeding the baby. My wife was washing dishes. And she looked up from the dishwasher. We were having a conversation about something, whatever. And she goes, uh, 
I wouldn't be the person I am today if I wasn't who I was. You're like, sure thing, Sam Graham Sr. Well well fucking said. Uh, I was like, fuck does that mean? Because right now you're washing dishes. That's what it says. She said that and you said that. She said that. I would say that sounds like a stoner line, but she was probably so exhausted that that was what she came up with. So I'll give uh, I'll give Carly a pass on that one. One of my store owners, I was hearing him talk to another rep this week, and he goes, well, if I'm not out of it, I don't need it. <laughs> All right, mate. Well said. I said, you really think you got something there, don't you? <laughs> um <laughs> Quick, quick programming note, and then I think Mel has a little something to say as well. Um, quick programming note. We are going to be having a show on Monday to that'll get released on Monday instead of Tuesday that will cover the entire Boxing Day weekend. And then we will also have a show that will come out on Thursday to cover the games that happen Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So we're trying to keep up with exactly what the fixture week is as opposed to just like what we used to do over the last couple of years, which is do 20 games in one episode, even though we've still found a way to make it two hours long. But we are actually going to do a show that'll be on Monday and a show that'll be on Wednesday. So for the Patreon people, you also get an, uh, two extra injury times as well. Um, Mel, yes, take it away. Uh, I'd like to remind you, if you want to keep up with the shows, hit that subscribe button. It's the best way you can keep up with a DU football show. And going into the holiday season uh, across the country, bars and restaurants are falling off and going out of business and waiters are out of work. So when you go out to eat, eat local, shop local, and tip your waiter and bartender minimum 25% uh, at least for the next six weeks until we're out of the shit, then you can go back to minimum 20%. Very well said. And uh, anybody out there, if you need a hand, yes, <clears throat> reach out, yep. reach out. We'd, we, we'd love to help. And uh, no, no questions asked. No, nothing. Just nope. uh, reach out and talk to us. You need something, you need some help. We will find you help or we will direct <clears throat> you in a spot that we can because, you know, we're one big family here at the DU Football Show. Or we'll do it ourselves if we can afford it at DU Football Show on all social media and dufootballshow at gmail.com to get in touch via email. Also, I know um, that is very serious. I do want to finish on a light note. Mm -hmm. Uh, We only have five Google Play subscribers, apparently. Mm -hmm. Help your Android friends try to figure out how to fucking use their phone uh, and subscribe to the show. Oh, fun right? fact, if you go, hey, Google, play DU football <laughs> no, show, it all, will. All you have to do is go, hey, girl, <laughs> play DU football show, and it'll happen. There you go. There you go. <laughs> all right. Next up is injury time, which is us previewing the weekend's action. And uh, I'm not going to ask you how to find it because you've <laughs> said it a fuck enough. Well, that's fine. But all you have to do is go to stop www. It, www. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. You fucking whore. <laughs> all right, kids. Till next week. Peace! Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Stuff of a lord. Look straight in shorts. Sam Grammy. Come to United!
It's time to tell you what little we know. It's injury time. Oh, I fucked it up. <laughs>